This is the John Oakley Show podcast. We had protesters out there at Queen's Park. Uh, I believe it's about uh, a handful anyway uh, that don't want their kids vaccinated and they certainly don't want the government compelling them to do so or to sign a form uh, that requires them to uh, at least have to address this in some way, shape or form. They're launching a constitutional challenge. Will that have legs? Let's find out. Rocco Galati's on the line, legal counsel on this action for Vaccine Choice Canada. Rocco, good to have you on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Uh, Thank you, John. All right. So, uh, again, what's, in your words, uh, really at stake here? Well, it's uh, just to correct something you said about a handful, according to the Toronto Health uh, Chief Health Officer, 20% of parents now have some uh, grave concerns and the reluctance to vaccinate because the issue of severe injury, which the vaccine manufacturers warn of from anywhere between 25 to 40 page inserts on their vaccines, there's no question the vaccines do cause severe injury, but when they do, the injured children or the ones who die uh, are left, their parents are left to deal with it on their own. There's no government support. There's no research to try to figure out which child is more prone to a vicious reaction than another. The issue here is simply choice. In no other circumstance, historically or under the Charter, can anyone impose medical treatment without informed consent. So what happens is the vaccine companies protect their ass by warning of these grave injuries that can happen, and they happen, but the doctors administering the vaccines and the school officials never read nor inform the students or the parents of these. Nineteen countries in the world, including the USA and most European countries, have vaccine compensation funds because they recognize this happens. Canada is the only civilized country, Western country, that does not. In fact, we simply deny and pretend these injuries don't occur. Quebec has a compensation fund, but Ontario doesn't. So in light of the situation that 5 to 7% of all those who receive vaccines have very severe permanent physical and neurological reactions, the issue is one of choice, uh, and the choice is a fundamentally constitutionally protected choice under the Charter, under both sections 2 and 7. So it goes beyond establishing a compensation fund, obviously. Right. Uh, You're just against government compulsion. That's right. And, uh, you know, this is the only instance where they can violate your body without informed consent. You couldn't do it. You couldn't sterilize women without consent. You couldn't do any any medical treatment to anyone without consent. Well, somebody has drawn the analogy, and uh, I sense that there is a distinction, obviously. Uh, the seatbelt law, or the ride program, which has also met constitutional muster, it's okay. Yeah, to... but the seatbelt doesn't penetrate your body and cause neurological disorders, John. That's, just, that's people talking out of their backside. How can you equate a safety measure like a hard hat on a construction site with vaccines that injure and kill. Well, some people have also likened that to an assault. You see it in that light. Well, the courts have called it. It is an assault. You can't, you can't. If you administer medical treatment without consent, yeah, of course it's an assault. 
It's a criminal assault. Okay, but their premise, I guess, uh, this is the Immunization of School Pupils Act here in right. Ontario, is serving the greater public good. Well, that's why we want to get this into court. It's never gone into court. There's a lot of propaganda over this issue, but the science is not what the propaganda pretends. For instance, if I told you that the science tells us that every single polio injury that's happened since 1979 is as a result in North America of the polio vaccine, and there have not been any polio cases outside the vaccine inflicting it, you would be probably surprised. The other thing that's surprising is that when injuries occur, the the school officials and the government, when they say there's an outbreak, for instance, in New Brunswick, they announced there was an outbreak of 11 measles cases, they refuse to answer how many of those children who got measles were vaccinated. They were all vaccinated. But they still got measles. Mm-hmm. Rocco Galati's with us. He's a legal counsel on this action being taken up by Vaccine Choice Canada. And uh, these are parents who are vehemently opposed to having their kids vaccinated. What about the government, though? They give an exemption to anybody who signs a statement of conscience or religious belief or gets a doctor's note saying, you know, medically, uh, this would not be advisable. Is that not enough of a compromise, at least? Well, the medical exemption is, uh, is, 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 is fine. What's happened in 2017, as part of the challenge, John, is that in 2017, the government said, you can get an exemption, but in order to get an exemption, you have to swear under oath that you recognize that if you don't vaccinate, then you are causing your, you could cause your child, uh, you can cause your child uh, uh, severe injury or death. Well, no, who wants to sign that compelled, uh, compelled speech when there's no scientific proof that it does? While they ignore the fact, and even the manufacturers warn, that you can be severely injured or killed if you have an adverse reaction to a vaccine. That's the problem. They are forcing people to, before the fact, admit to criminal liability of failing to provide the necessities of life when there's no proof that not vaccinating can injure or kill you. Right. So again, so, the, the... again, it's it's the compelled speech of incriminating yourself on 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 use on on baseless propaganda and on baseless assertions. This is a billion-dollar industry. This industry, and unfortunately, the government and the, uh, that gets laced with the lobbyists, the pharmaceutical lobby, does not care that we have we have a pandemic of vaccine injuries. Boy, I wish I could argue the science with you, Rock, but I can't. Uh, although I've heard, you know, it's been said by the chief medical officer of health in the province as well as in the city uh, that this is something that's uh, non-negotiable. It's not something that's even contested at this point. Well, I don't know about that. What she also said, John, was that these things are safe, but one of the recommendations I strongly urge, she said, was to have a compensation fund. Well, why do you need a compensation fund if they're safe? Again, uh, don't have the answer to that, but would you be okay if the religious exemption were a matter of, let's say, uh, a statement of honor? It didn't require a signed document. In other words, you're not self-incriminating. Yeah. Yeah, that's all my clients want. That's what they want. All right. Yeah, that's all they want. When does this uh, proceed? In what fashion next? Well, we, we filed with the Ontario court. Now the government has to respond, and uh, it goes from there. The, uh, the, uh, the legal process, unfortunately, has never been known to be Speedy Gonzalez. All right. Perhaps okay. we'll talk again at that time. Rocco, all right, thanks uh, for your time. Thank you. Bye. Rocco Galati again, legal counsel on the action taken up by Vaccine Choice Canada. Interesting. And we will follow that one. It's always a very sticky issue for a lot of folks. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. 
Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 